Welcome to the Well Women Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Peterson, and I'm incredibly honored you're tuning in today. This is a space where we explore health and wholeness from a kingdom perspective and believe wellness begins from a place of identity in Christ. I'm the host of Well Women Co. Podcast, author of Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be, wife and mom of one with one on the way. I overcame a decade of struggling with body image, insecurity, and a poor relationship with food. It was through a miraculous encounter and discovering and implementing practical health tactics that began and continued to transform my life from the inside out. Now I'm passionate about all things health and wholeness for women when it comes to her faith, her family, her body, and her calling. Wherever you are in your pursuit of wholeness, I believe there are divine solutions to help you become the well woman you are called to be. If you're like me, you hunger for substance, authenticity, and an end to the self-help fluff. You're looking for realistic lifestyle changes and an end to the wellness roller coaster of diet culture or popular opinion. Join me for a faith-filled, soul-nourishing conversations along with our special guest episodes where we share faith-fueled wisdom and practical tactics to take your health and healing journey to the next level from the inside out. Welcome to the Well Woman Co. Podcast, together seeking health from a kingdom perspective and becoming the well woman we're destined to be. This episode is sponsored by my latest book, Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be. I wrote this book after overcoming a secret, decade-long battle with disordered eating and lots of health challenges. This is a short, practical, and entertaining read that includes my personal testimony of food freedom and how you can experience total freedom in this area of your life as well, along with my four pillars of vibrant health an actionable, science-backed, Bible-based blueprint to remove the confusion that so often comes with diet culture and trying to nourish our bodies. You'll have the tools to take your health to the next level through faith-filled, practical steps wherever you are in your health and wellness journey, and uncover the confidence to model holistic wellness to your family and those around you. Say goodbye to fad diets and confusing health advice and breathe in the joy and new life that comes with pursuing our original design and a loving creator. Grab your copy today at wellwomenco.com or on Amazon. Well, today on the show, we have Dr. Liz Berg, and I was referred to her several months ago. Now I visit her as my chiropractor and overall health and wellness provider. She's been such a gift to myself and to my family when it comes to our holistic health. Every time I visit her, she is a wealth of knowledge, and so I thought I should have her on to introduce her to you and have her share some of her wisdom when it comes to health, specifically women's health today. So I'm gonna share her bio and we're gonna jump right in the conversation with Dr. Liz. Dr. Liz Berg earned her Doctor of Chiropractic degree from Northwestern Health Sciences University in Bloomington, Minnesota and has taken advanced training courses in acupuncture for fertility and hormone balance, cranial sacral for infants and pregnancy, lactation, spinning babies techniques, diastasis, recti rehabilitation, and chiropractic for pregnancy and the post-baby period, including certification in the Webster technique, 
a technique used to minimize intrauterine constraint, which can lead to difficult pregnancy or labor. Dr. Berg also trains other chiropractors how to help more moms in their practice through nourished professional lactation for chiropractors. Some of Dr. Liz Berg's passions include helping moms and babies breastfeed successfully to meet their goals, especially after tongue and lip ties, caring for pregnant moms so they can feel energized and enter motherhood healthy, and caring for women who are exhausted, sore, and depleted sounds like a lot of us, despite all the lab results being, quote, normal, so they can replenish and heal to enjoy their family again. She's been married to her husband, Peter, for 16 years and have three little kids who love to play games and imagine new worlds. Her personal hobbies include gluten-free and paleo cooking, hiking, organic gardening, yoga, DIY projects, and volunteering with the youth at her church. So cozy up, dive in. And I know that whether you're looking to conceive or not, this conversation is so timely when it comes to women's health. And so we're going to be touching on what are some realistic health markers to look at when it comes to our health as women besides the number on the scale and how to actually begin to improve some of those markers through lifestyle tactics and habits. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Make sure to share, screenshot this episode. Let us know where you're listening in from. You can always tag me at wellwomenco.com and write and review this on Apple Music or wherever you stream. All right, let's dive in. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Well Woman Co. podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Brooke. It's just a pleasure to connect with other moms who are promoting wellness and helping other moms figure it out in their lives. Yeah. Well, it was such a gift connecting with you when I did, I think I was about 12 weeks pregnant and through several referrals got connected to your clinic called Nourish Wellness um, here in New Brighton, Minnesota. And so you have been such a timely gift to me and now my entire family. Um, And so I'm excited to dig into your wisdom and knowledge uh, for the rest of our community here. Ah, it's the pleasure's all mine. And it's so wonderful to hear that we are serving families the way we, we want to it just yeah. fulfills our passion and our impact. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of dive right into this. You know, we already shared your bio at the beginning of the show, but I would love, since we're talking about fertility today, you have three kids, correct? Yes, I do. My oldest is nine and he's uh, going into third grade this year. Then I have a five-year-old going into kindergarten and my little baby girl turns two this month. So it's crazy. Yeah. Which is a great like age range and spread. And so if you want to highlight your fertility journey, maybe it was similar with all three, maybe you had different challenges with certain kids, but I'd love if you kind of just took us through a little bit of your personal background and journey when it comes to fertility. Oh my goodness. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I always say our fertility journey started really when we first got married. So we first got married and we were both in grad school. Uh, we were in our early twenties and we're, we just knew we didn't want to start a family ideally right away. So we, uh, I went on the pill and, uh, after about a year of being on that, I just could tell it was impacting my hormones and my life. And I said, I need to get off of this. This is not doing me well. Um, really dove more into looking at, uh, cycle tracking kind of the natural family planning style of things. So 
we did that successfully for another seven years before we started trying. And with my first, we got pregnant on our first try, which I was excited about. My husband probably would have wished for a few more months, but you know, that's how it goes. So, uh, but our fertility struggles kind of happened um, after that first pregnancy. I feel like I was really depleted and uh, didn't have enough replenishment. So when we started trying for baby number two, it took us uh, quite a while. And I went through a lot of different things and learned so much through my natural health profession um, that I was able to help implement for myself. Uh, so we, you know, we did end up uh, having baby number two. And then just after that journey, we, we decided, I think, I think our family's done. We don't want to go through that stress and that turmoil again. Uh, but lo and behold, surprise, baby number three showed up on our radar. And now we have our Eliana, which uh, her name means my God answers. And uh, her older brother had been praying for her. So it was so fun to introduce wow. her to our, our crew and bring her in. But it was fun because I really uh, implemented a lot of basic natural health principles. And that I think was why we, we had a surprise third baby. And it, I feel like it was, uh, just took the stress out of the equation. We weren't expecting her, but we, we got her and before we had planned for kids, we had always kind of wanted three. So it was fun to have our third baby without that stress that we went through with our second. So, so what was the gap between first and second again? Yeah. They're all three and a half years apart. Okay. Yep. So, so after nine, you had your first, after you had yeah. your first, did you envision having your next soon or how, how long did you have to wait? Were you waiting through? Healing? Yeah. With, with my, so uh, I went through chiropractic school. That's kind of my, my basic training, but I also did uh, acupuncture oriental medicine training and oriental medicine really talks about giving your body time to replenish and recover between pregnancies. And I went through a lot of stress with breastfeeding my first. And, and um, so I had always imagined I wanted my kids really close together. Uh, until I went through my training and learned about the body needing to replenish. And, and, uh, so after my first, we, uh, you know, I, I kind of joked, I, I needed a year to sleep before I could do it again. You know, totally. <laughs> I just need to sleep, but unfortunately I didn't, I wasn't implementing as many of the other natural health things into my lifestyle at that point. Um, and I think that's why we struggled to get pregnant with number two. I was still just depleted, you know, nutrient sure. wise and, and, uh, body was still just experiencing that stress. So, um, yeah. and once we got those out of the equation again, um, baby number two happened and, and he's with us now. And then again, surprise baby number three. So, yeah. So awesome. So we're going to dive into some of these practicals in just a second, yes. but before we do, you know, fertility, when we hear that word, at least for me, yes. um, I think of wanting to conceive and have a baby, but I think that women are kind of waking up to this idea of like my fertility at any point stage of life is important, regardless of if I want children or not. Yeah. Because it seems to be like literally the foundation as, as women and many ways, men, but our hormones are much more complex and different. It seems that our fertility, AKA our hormone levels and cycles are, it, it's, it dictates everything else. Our metabolism, our 
weight, our energy, and you could speak to this much better than I can, but I just would love for you to touch on like, what are fertility markers <laughs> again, yes, for every, yes. every woman, woman within that childbearing age, what are things that we can look for to say, okay, my fertility is healthy, is vital, which is going to yes. contribute to my overall health, even if I'm not looking to conceive. You got it. And I think that's such a key indicator of our health is our hormone balance. When our hormones are in good balance, that is a reflection that our health is in good balance. So it's funny, even if we're working with a client in our office, who's not looking to conceive in the near future, we're still asking a lot of questions about their cycle. Uh, if she's a female, because that gives us so much good information on her health. Uh, so some, some common things we're asking about is what is her cycle? Like, is it really regular? Is it occurring every 28 to 32 days or is it very sporadic? You know, sporadic would be a sign that there's, uh, you know, not as much health going on. What is uh, her, I know this sounds interesting, but what is her uh, cervical mucus like during her mid-cycle time when she's not having her period? Um, does she have uh, that classic egg white cervical mucus that, you know, if you think about an egg white before you cook it, that kind of slipperiness, um, is she experiencing that? Uh, what is her uh, libido like? Is she having those normal fluctuations in libido? What is um, her, her period like? What are, is her menstrual blood thick, full of clots, you know, what's happening there. We can also look at uh, basal body temperature tracking if we wanted and have our tracker temperature. If we have someone who's really low flatlined um, basal body temperature and it never really goes above 97.5, we're going to be looking into thyroid as a cause of the issues. If someone's um, uh, basal body temperature is really sporadic, we're going to be looking to the adrenals. If someone's is really just kind of that high normal pattern where it's a little lower the first half of the cycle. And then once progesterone kicks in for ovulation, um, that the temperature should go up and stay high the second half of the cycle. Uh, however, uh, once your period kicks in, it should go low again, you know, kind of had that normal fluctuation, that roller coaster ride, or not necessarily roller coaster, nice, even slope, you know, um, yeah. if we're seeing, if we're seeing a jagged appearance, again, we're going to be looking to some of the other organs and dysfunction or stress in the body. So those are kind of some huge indicators. Skin is also a great indicator. Is there a lot of acne occurring, especially on the chin area that can be a sign of excess estrogen in the body. So we're going to be asking and making, we, we make our clients do these really thorough, intense health questionnaires. When we're looking at, uh, uh any type of nutritional consult, any type of type of health consult, but especially our fertility care clients where we're wanting to optimize their fer fertility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love these. These are so practical. And what I love about these is it has nothing to do with weight. Correct. So that we can look at that as one marker. But I feel like when we focus our attention on our body temperature, which you gave some amazing keys to, okay, if it's low, you said you mentioned 97.5. Okay. Maybe there's thyroid issues. If it's sporadic, okay. Then maybe we're dealing with some adrenal stuff. We want to look for that, you know, nice, um, ebb and flow throughout the month. How's your skin? Um, how's your period, um, your cervical mucus, mid cycle, your libido, like all of these things, I feel like help us focus on the root issue. Um, instead of just obsessing out the symptoms like I did for so long in my health journey. And, you know, just quite honestly, when we started with our first, um, 
it took us about a year to conceive. I had no idea what cervical mucus even was. Like, isn't that crazy? Yes, why, don't they, why is this not more of a normal thing to talk about, to be educated in within school? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really important. So I love, I love this. Um, yes. So let's just jump right in, Dr. Liz, to, okay, you, you gave us a baseline of like, these are health markers we can look for. So if some of these things are off, you mentioned in your own story, some of these things were probably off. I can name Mm -hmm. probably all of them in the recent past that I have been dealing and working through. um, What are lifestyle changes that we can do to improve our fertility markers, whether you're looking to conceive or not? You got it. I think uh, it really comes down to reducing stress in the body. So if we look at stress in the body and what happens Um, stress impacts our body's, uh, hormones intensely. And in fact, the, the body, if it's in a state of stress, so I always say, imagine our ancestors in a state of famine, right? If there was a famine going throughout the country, um, did your, was your body going to think it's a good time to make a baby? No, it's going to say, we need to conserve our energy. We need to do what's best for our body so that we do not, um, you know, so that we can continue, hopefully stay alive for another year to get out of the famine. And then we can conceive and have a baby. So our, our body, and we are just wonderfully made in the fact that our bodies, uh, will go ahead and shift from a state of, uh, ideal baby making essentially to a state of stress, uh, to help you stay alive. Uh, and again, that shifts in your sex hormones turn into stress hormones in your body. So then you're, we'll see that in someone's cycle. We'll see that in all of those factors we discussed, their body will, will kind of alter paths and say, okay, it's time to shift gears. So, and I think a lot of people, when they hear the word stress, they're thinking of mental stress or emotional stress there. That's the only stressor that I think comes to mind in our culture, mm-hmm. but really there are three main stressors on the body. And this is something I love about my chiropractic training. We talk about the three main stressors that cause, um, dis-ease in the body. And the first is going to be our, uh, traumas, right? These are obvious uh, I think kind of things, uh, whether it be micro traumas, repetition, always holding the baby on your left hip versus switching sides or the intense trauma, falling off the bike, you know, um, falling off, uh, the, the, um, uh, swing set or, or whatnot as kids, you know, or getting mm-hmm. in a car accident as an adult. So those are going to be some of our obvious ones. And I think for, for traumas, we really need to look at what kind of impact did that have on the body? Did that uh, alter the position of the spine? Uh, did that alter the position of the ligaments and the muscles? So maybe we're going to take more of a corrective focus with that, with the chiropractic care and um, some corrective exercises. So that's something we do a lot in our office, uh, especially with our moms uh, who are nursing new babies. We, we call it nursing neck, you know, they, they get the hunched posture going and I'm like, yes. oh, I need to bring you back to upright posture. So um, again, nursing neck is kind of that micro trauma, the little bitty repetition mm-hmm. traumas over time. And that's our chiropractic care to help uh, uh, bring the spine back into alignment and the supportive exercises at home can help uh, support the body. Chiropractic care is unique in the fact that it also helps um, restore function, helps the brain talk to the body better. So I always talk about that in my chiropractic story. When I first was getting chiropractic adjustments, I, I had acid reflux and they didn't tell my chiropractor about it. And after a month of care, my acid reflux went away. 
and I was amazed. And I went back to him and he talked about the fact that he was adjusting my T6 vertebrae and the nerves that exit out of my spine at that level go to my esophagus and my stomach. So that was revolutionary to me to realize, oh, chiropractic is not just about back pain or neck pain. It's indeed restoring function, restoring the brain's ability to talk to the body. So that's kind of a big one for me. It's foundational. If the brain can talk to the body, it can tell the body what to do with all the good nutrients we're giving it Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, with all the good experiences we're giving it. So that being said, we still need to address those things because maybe we're not giving our body good nutrients. We're giving our body toxic food. You know, we're cooking our food in toxic cookware, um, we're, you know, experiencing toxins from our air, our, uh, even toxins that we, uh, use in our cleaning products and apply in our skin. So that's kind of the next stressor on the body is toxins. And, uh, so these are areas that we need to address. This can stress out the body just as much. If your liver is constantly trying to process toxins, your skin is constantly trying to process toxins. Your body will go into a state of stress. And that can affect your hormone levels. So we like to address that foundationally and, and talk with um, people in our practice. And we call it kind of our baseline essentials. Here's how we can uh, reduce the toxins in our environment, in our local environment. Obviously, it can affect if the car driving in front of me is giving off diesel fumes, but I can make sure I'm not using uh, indoor air and pollutants like um, certain types of candles or like Febreze or other things we plug in the wall. I can make sure the personal care I'm putting on my body is EWG certified or, uh, you know, really organic, good, healthy products, looking at the ingredient list and searching for certifications, making sure they're clean brands, um, choosing cookware that doesn't leach artificial, uh, hormone disruptors into our body, uh, that we know plastics leach those artificial hormone dis- disruptors into our body. And BPA is the only one that's really well known, but we're finding about uh, phthalates, parabens, all these other things that are in our personal care and in the plastic still. So really avoiding plastics and choosing just glass food storage, choosing uh, maybe stainless steel pots and pans and stainless steel water bottles for the kids, you know, things like that, just to eliminate toxins that way. Uh, the last thing we always talk about is again, food, trying to choose, uh, organic choices when possible. But if we can't choose all organic, maybe looking at the, uh, uh, the list called the, the dirty dozen, which are the 12 most pesticide contaminated foods and choosing organic for those 12. And then there's another list called the clean 15. So those are the least 15 pesticide contaminated foods. So if you're going to choose non-organic, those are the the way to go. Choose non-organic for those. So just any little bit we can do to reduce the stress in our body. Again, our body has a threshold that can deal with a certain amount of stress, but once it passes a threshold, it's, it's going to have a tough time. So the more we can reduce it, the better. So So can I ask you a question with the stress real quick? Yes. Yes. Just to reiterate, you mentioned, uh, toxins, food, air, cleaning products, beauty products, et cetera. Um, food, what we're consuming and, um, then traumas. And so where, where do you see in your practice or even personally where exercise can fall into this stress? Like when can exercise fall into the stress category? Yes. So this is, uh, this is kind of the last category, which is, uh, thoughts, right. Which are kind of our obvious areas. Our thoughts impact our stress level. Um, neurologically, if we look at the brain, there's kind of our primitive temporal brain that if that area of the brain is heightened, it we're in stress mode. So how do we shift out of that area brain and 
area of our brain and get back to our frontal brain, which is the area of our brain that helps us chillax, calm down, get more into rest, digest mode, um, you know, bring us back into a state of calm that is through movement, especially glute activation. So the easiest thing we can do is go for a walk, right? Wow. Uh, yeah, it's so, so Easy. phenomenal. Yep. Super simple. Right. However, uh, I, I think we can obviously cater the level of exercise to the person. Some people really love the, uh, the kind of uh, endorphin rush they get after a good run. Great. But we want to make sure that we're not overstressing the body either. If, if we have a patient who's in adrenal fatigue and they are doing high intensity workouts during their, their period, especially they're going to tank their body. They're going to tank their adrenals further. So then we need to go ahead and shift them. Hey, you can work out that week, but we're going to keep any high intensity times to maybe just five to 10 minutes and then stick to more to our stretching, like Pilates yoga type stuff. Um, that's more of the relaxing hold postures for the remainder of that time. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just asked that because I'm usually on the extreme end of the spectrum. And so this past year I had to cancel my gym membership, which was like a six day, a, six days a week boot camp style workout that Oof. I loved, but I knew that my body was in a state of healing and looking to conceive. So for me, it was almost the opposite. I had to quit a lot, yes. the majority of what I was doing and switch to like what you're saying, walking, <laughs> you know, low impact weights, because I recognize where I was in my healing journey. So I think it's important for everyone to kind of self-evaluate where are you right now yeah. in, in some of these markers and then physically movement wise, you can, um, match that to where you are and what's going to be most conducive for yeah. improving these markers. So yeah. One of our providers at our office does the Dutch hormone testing. It's a dried urine hormone test. So you bring it home, you do the testing, you mail it in, we get the results, but we we've even found too, with, um, women who have high cortisol levels, uh, if they are doing more, the lower body, um, exercises like squats, lunges that helps flush cortisol from the body, that stress hormone that wow. may have accumulated. So we're really going to cater even the exercise program to help get them out of stress mode, get the stress hormones out of their body, restore them back to function. Interesting. It's really I had no cool. idea. It's so neat, that. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And then basic other things that we talk about in our office are going to be, you know, breathing, uh, proper breathing for stress relief, sleep, you know, proper sleep levels when you can, obviously new moms, you know, you just do the best we can community, um, thankfulness and gratitude through prayer or journaling. Um, so those are all the ways that we can kind of get out of the, that thought process and back to, um, normal stress mode just by shifting the mindset and getting our body moving. Wow. So my question is, you know, if someone is looking to conceive, for instance, where would you recommend they start? And when does someone need to get that one-on-one -on -one support where they need to go in for the Dutch test, the hormone test, or maybe they're not looking to conceive, but they're struggling with their skin, you know, their chin is breaking out mm. and they're not sleeping well. Um, their periods are really painful. Like at what point is one-on-one -on -one support helpful? And then in addition to that, like, where would you start in this list of reducing stress, some of these lifestyle habits, what would be the number one thing to start? 
Yes. Awesome. I think, um, if someone is struggling, that's a sign that their body has passed that threshold where they are, their current lifestyle is not supporting their proper hormone balance. So that's, I think the best time to get support, whether you have painful periods or you're hoping to conceive. If you are hoping to conceive our, we offer a program in our office, we call it twinkle care. Cause the idea is we want to support mom and dad's health well, baby is still just a twinkle in your eye. You know, we want to get your health on, on track then because a healthy mom before pregnancy will mean a healthier baby, healthier mom after pregnancy. And dad's part of that equation too. His, uh, they've done some really cool research that shows his sperm uh, depend or it, it actually uh, results in the health of the placenta. So if we have a woman who's gone through recurring miscarriage, we really need to look at dad's health. How, what is he eating? What's his diet lifestyle? What's his stress levels like? Cause maybe his sperm aren't healthy enough to help, um, kind of solidify the health of the placenta. So it's a two-way street. It takes two to tango. So we, we need to make sure everyone's healthy there. But I think, uh, for any women struggling, you know, I think now's a good time to, to invest in yourself. There's never a better time to invest in your health than now. And, and it'll pay off, not just in having less painful periods, but when you do at some point want to try to conceive, you'll be at a place where you, you won't have to go through six months of struggle. Like I did before conceiving, you'll be able to hopefully dive right in and, and your body will be in a good place and ready. So good. I know there was one other question you mentioned at the, at the last yeah, part. The, the second one, one is just, it's just practically. So before someone reaches out for help or in addition to, you know, when it comes to some of these lists of reducing our stress to increase our fertility, like where do we start? Is it sleep? Oh, is it yeah. going through our pantries, our skincare products? Like today, this afternoon, if someone yes. were to say, okay, I'm going to take initiative and start the process because this, even for me, you know, I look back the last five years and this has been such a journey. And it's for me, it probably started with, um, getting rid of some non-toxic household yes. products. Yep. And then it slowly moved to like, okay, I'm going to get organic spinach and then eventually, okay, we're going to put this into our budget and we're going to, now we're ready to like invest in organic meat. You know, it's just, it's yes. a slow process, but it does not happen all at once. So what's like your number one or two things that if yes. someone were going to literally start this afternoon that you'd say, Hey, let's just start here. I love it. Track. That's what I always talk about in, in our office with our, our clients is we, uh, you know, we have our baseline essentials, which is our set of things, which I kind of talked through, but we have like a it broken, <clears throat> broken down on a square on a piece, piece of paper, essentially. And I always tell people, we need to start with gratitude. We need to start with thankfulness. That wow. is the core foundation. Uh, because if you are eating, <clears throat> um, excuse me, if you're eating a meal of all organic food on the go, on the run, never sitting down with your family and you're beating yourself up because you didn't grow it in your backyard and make sure it was local. You could have done better. You're going to, your mind is not in a state to accept those nutrients, to accept the wow. food at its best. So there's actually studies done where you, there's families who sit down regularly and they don't eat all organic and they have good community at the dinner table and they're healthier than families who do eat all organic. 
So that was revolutionary for me. Like, wow, our community, our, our thankfulness, our gratitude towards the food we do have. So I always just say, maybe instead, uh, if you can't eat perfect all the time, you just go ahead and say a little thankfulness prayer right before you give your body that food, you know, thank you for this nourishing food. I'm about to give my body. It's the best food I could give my body in this moment. Because if that's what's on the table, that's the best thing you can give your body. So that would be my number one. Number two would just be, again, get your brain um, shifted, the neurology shifted out of that primitive brain into the frontal well-thinking brain through going for a walk. So you could even combine the two, go for a walk and just think about three things, just three things you're thankful for today that are going right. It's easy to focus wow. on the negatives and focus on what's not going right. What if we just uh, sat in, in thankfulness and gratitude of the three things that were going right while we were going for a walk? Yeah, yeah. I love this so much because I also feel like, and Dr. Liz, maybe you can relate with this because of all your education and your continuing ed. And I know you um, play a large role in educating other healthcare professionals and chiropractors. And so as someone like you, who's always learning, do you feel even for yourself that the more, you know, the more you almost feel like you don't know. Oh, completely. When it comes it's, to the body and health. Yes. Yes. The more I know, the, the more I realize, wow, how complex and how, uh, you know, uh, dynamic our bodies are and how fabulous. So sometimes it's just like, heart, you get stuck in that. I should be doing more. I should be doing right. better. And I think the best thing is just to simplify it and just say, I'm doing the best I can in today. And maybe, uh, if I want to do one thing to make today better, I'm just going to sit and write down three things I'm thankful for, say a prayer with those three things I'm thankful for and go for a quick walk. So right. it's just bringing it back down. Yeah. Yeah. It's keeping it simple. And it's also a kingdom perspective. You know, on the show, we've been talking about like this kingdom living kingdom perspective, and it affects every part of our life, including mm. our health. And so to hear yes. someone from you who is literally working in this day in and day out and has your own journey, say that literally, if you want to start increasing your fertility markers, if you want to look to conceive, like the first thing we do is practice gratitude because I've wrestled with my own journey. Yes. The more I know, the more I realize I don't know. And you mm. start to your awareness increases to a point where it can be difficult to make decisions or go out mm. to eat or, or, um, feed your kids certain things or, um, just live in the world because you're like, man, everything is so toxic and everything is, you know, like there's a very small percentage of, you know, food or habits that are truly nourishing. But when yeah. we get beyond that and say, okay, no, ultimately my trust is in the Lord. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to steward, um, the things that, that I can right now. And I think of Philippians four, verse four, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your requests to God and Amen. the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's this idea of like, yes, don't be anxious. I know yes. you're trying to conceive. I know you're on this healing journey, but don't be anxious yes. in every situation, meaning every time you put something in your mouth, every time you lay down to go to bed, every time you are making meals for your kids, like how can we actually invite the Lord into this area of our lives and say, God, I'm doing the best I can give me wisdom. Thank you for healing my mm -hmm. body. And I'm going to trust that with the resources that I have, that you've given me, that you are bringing life and healing with the, what I have. Exactly. Right in front of me, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Oh, so I think I Coach is really profound. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting shivers. I love it. Yep, it is. And just and like it all together. Like you're saying, it's backed up by science. This is yes. not just a Bible verse. This is not just some spiritual mantra. It's true. It's like the attitude mm. of gratitude, like you're saying, literally allows your body and your cells to receive the nutrients yeah. that you're looking for. Yes, it shifts your brain. Place. It shifts your body. God has given us the recipe for what we need, not just because he wants us to pray to him, but he knows that will yeah. lead us to health. Yeah. Um, mm. This is a little off the cuff question, but I'm wondering if you have like a testimony of a woman that you've worked with um, in the recent past who has come in maybe with some of these markers all, all out of whack, who yeah. has literally implemented some of these um, lifestyle habits that has conceived or seen yeah. breakthrough in their health. Is there anyone top of mind that you can share? Oh, yes. We have just a phenomenal story of uh, a mom who uh, came in, especially for our twinkle care program, which is our fertility optimization program. And she had been trying for five years to, to get wow. pregnant with her third baby uh, and not successfully. And she came in and we had her fill out all of our health questionnaires and really were able to focus on her adrenal health and help support her. And I just got to talking with her. I'm like, Hey, are you taking time for yourself? Are you making sure you have time um, to get away, to, to replenish yourself mentally, uh, whether, you know, it wasn't. I'm not saying like go on a vacation by yourself, but just take maybe two hours every couple of weeks where you can get away and be by yourself. Really remember who you are outside of being a mom, outside of um, your daily life, the grind of laundry and cooking and all of that. And just have that time to be thankful because I think we can get stuck in the doing and, and forget to stop and be thankful. And, uh, really we implemented just basic strategies. She, she, she took on our clinical care program, implemented, uh, the diet, which is very much clean eating, you know, uh, implemented the specific strategies for her adrenal health and, and the, a uh, couple of key supplements to support her health. And uh, the, our Twinkle Care program is really designed to be a 90 day program. Again, ideally the healthier we can get mom before she tries for baby. So during that 90 days, we ask parents to try to not conceive <laughs> during that time. We're like, try do the best you can because we know that you haven't been getting pregnant because you're not at your healthiest. So we want your cells to replenish. Um, if we look at a red blood cell, for instance, it takes 120 days um, in the body to turn over. So the red blood cells in your body today are made up of food you were eating 90 to 120 days ago. So really that's our key number. That's why we use that number. We want to replenish your cells in their body. We want the good food you're eating today to replenish. But this particular mom, she took everything gung ho and at the, uh, I think it was probably the 50 day mark of twinkle care program. She comes back in and she's like, I'm so sorry. We, we, we are pregnant. <laughs> and I had to laugh because she was like, so Aww. sorry, but she didn't follow my rules. And I was just rejoicing with her and so thankful. And I think all her body just needed was that extra little shift and, um, making that time for herself and Aww. having that time to replenish for her own, her own mind and body that way. It's awesome. I love that yeah. testimony. Um, and I want to ask you just one last question. I took a poll from some of our listeners on my Instagram in preparation for this um, conversation. And so I'd love to run that past you if that's okay. 
Um, I would love we'll, that. Then we'll wrap up. And this is something I need to do a better job of is like polling our people for yeah. these specific conversations. Um, so one question, which was really great, which I could relate with as well, um, for someone recovering from an eating disorder oh, or man. having a pass of an eating disorder, their question mm-hmm. was, will this affect my fertility forever? Oh, there is no limit to how the body can heal. So I really think that, uh, you know, having a past eating disorder. Yeah. There might be some extra things we need to do to support your health, but I don't think that is going to be a permanent impact on your, your fertility. I I think really, uh, restoring our body to the way it was designed to eat, move, and, uh, looking at that person's particular factors, whether it be, uh, again, adrenals being tanked or thyroid being off and just supporting their body with key nutrients and maybe a few key supplements, uh, where we can restore someone, um, that maybe thinks that they're too far gone. Yeah. I've seen it happen too many times to, to not, uh, believe that it's possible. I love that hope filled and true. And so that's probably someone like that was me a couple of years ago, someone who probably wants to get some one-on-one help, right? Because everybody is so individual and your protocol and your regimen is going to look different maybe than someone else. And I also love your approach, Dr. Liz of like, let's get you healthy before you get pregnant. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get, if you get pregnant, you know, praise God, we can still improve and heal, but what a gift, even if you're not in that stage of wanting to conceive, like we've been saying, just let's imp- start improving some of these markers and let's stop looking so much at our outward appearance, you know, our yes. weights and other things that we as women like to focus on obsessive so much. Like, let's go back to um, mm. just some of these markers of our body temperature, our yeah. monthly cycle, our libido, which we should have a whole podcast about. Oh my libido, goodness. Yeah. Because this is <laughs> not talked about enough. So, Anyways, well, Dr. Liz, thanks again so much for spending some of your time with us today. Um, how can listeners get a hold of you? Where's your clinic? Um, yeah. Do you want to share a little bit more about Twinkle Care? Just share the share the things where people can get connected to you and your clinic. Yes, I, for anybody who wanting to who's wanting to learn more about Nourish, they can visit us at nourishfamilywellness.com. We are also on Instagram and on Facebook. So I think uh, both are facebook.com backslash nourish family wellness or at, or on Instagram at nourish family wellness. So those are some great ways just to learn more of kind of the, the things that we offer. We try and offer some key things. We also have a private Facebook Facebook group for the moms in our office called nourish Moms. So they can always reach out to me personally, and we can get them connected in that group. If they want to learn more about those health tips and tricks. Uh, I know a lot of moms, uh, and myself personally, the ear infection question doesn't come in the typical nine to five. It comes at 10 yeah. PM at night. So having this group of resources to go to where we have some of our conventional trip tip, um, trips or tricks and tips listed that can be so helpful. So that's a great place. Uh, if they want to email me personally, they can reach me at Dr. Berg, D-R-B-E-E-R-G at nourishfamilywellness.com. So they can reach out to me there and I, uh, can get them connected with the provider in our office who might be the best fit for them. Uh, and then as far as our twinkle care program goes, it's it, again, it's really designed to be like a three month program during that time. We focus on nutrition. So we have 
four online learning modules that they go through. And it, that's designed for the uh, both uh, partners in, in the both couple, you know, partners in the couple, the mom and the dad who are hoping to conceive uh, to watch at home together and implement at home, whether it be the, the food, the diet, the eating, uh, again, the toxin-free living. That's where we teach all of that information to our, our couples. And then we have in office, we have uh, acupuncture, chiropractic, and nutritional uh, consultations during that three-month time. So they're coming in. It's just a very holistic, individualized plan for each couple that's wanting to try to conceive. So that is our Twinkle Care program in a gist. I love it. Any last words of wisdom, takeaways that you want to share with our listeners today, Dr. Liz? Oh, yes. I think uh, my biggest thing is when you're just... Uh, at a low point and you're struggling with your health, I think if you can just, again, get up, get moving, go for a quick walk, go for a quick jog. Uh, even if you have kids, like bring them with you, they need it too. Their bodies need movement. That's how their brain develops. Um, and then just trying to maybe at the dinner table every night, keep a little journal or at your prayer time, write down those three things that you're thankful for. Maybe you develop that into each person has their own three things, or just as a family, you choose three things to focus on and make it a family affair. The more we can model this mindset of movement and uh, proper mindset to our kids, the more we'll be changing the health trajectory of the future. And that's yes. really our passion Amen. at Nourish. We know if, if there's going to be changes in the health of the future, it's going to come from moms. They're the only yeah. ones invested mm-hmm. in, in the health of the future the same way, uh, you know, in that in distinct way, I would say. Correct. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Dr. Liz, you've served me and my family so well, and I'm looking oh. forward to having more conversations. Thank you, my dear. Thanks for having me on Well Women Company today. It's so fun. So yeah. Bye-bye. Goodbye.